You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a Lost recap series on the Oz Network as we recap the series Lost. Enough. Uh, we're up to the 15th episode of the first season. It's called Homecoming. Uh, it aired on the 9th of February 2005. It was uh, directed by Kevin Hooks. Um, I guess he's got some hooks in him or something. I don't know, I'm trying to come up with a joke with that one. Uh, and it was written by Damon Lindelof, uh, our bestie who apparently hates this episode. So, anyway, there we go. Uh, my name is Ben, and uh, if you're going to take me back for sex, don't say tea, say sex. <laughs> and my name's Naren. And Yong. What? <laughs> That's what he says to Jin. Daniel. All right. Eggnog. I was like, did I, Jin's like, oh, <laughs> did I miss something? <laughs> so he said, eggnog. I guess for hello. Or <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I might want eggnog. Um, I think Charlie. Eggnog. I, have you ever had eggnog before? It's quite nice. Yeah. I love eggnog. Anyway, talk about eggnog in Eggnog Oz, but we're here <laughs> to talk about Homecoming. This is a strange episode um, because, like, there's some good stuff in this episode, but there's some fucking weird stuff in this episode. Like, like I like Charlie. I, I feel like I will defend Charlie a lot because you don't seem to like Charlie, but this flashback's useless. Like, I mean, can't we not have Boone doing useless shit instead of... <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, this is kind of... Like, is everybody in this show secretly a con man in real life? Like, I mean... It's an ongoing trope here that we're establishing. Like, Charlie was a bit of a con man. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know really what else to add. I mean, we had a great cliffhanger last episode. Um, Ethan's back. Claire's back. Drive shaft aren't back, but they're implied <laughs> that they're there. Um, Boone's in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get a bit yeah, of fun Boone scenes. But, yeah, other than that, what else is there in this episode? Um, the flashback, I mentioned it last week, but the flashback is just so ill-conceived with this story. Okay, the flashback is bad alone. But this is the first episode where something's really happening since Claire went missing and Jack and stuff went after Ethan. Like, this is the first kind of, all right, we're moving on to something now. Which, again, I don't hate the filler, but I'm just pointing out fact um, that this is the first time that something's really happening. And, um, yeah, it's paired with this flashback. It's just, you know, this is like a sitcom this flashback. If you edited the scenes together, it would feel like a sitcom episode um, mixed with one of the more darker episodes of season one on the island. Um, so tonally, it's just, it's tone deaf. Um, and yeah, it's garbage anyway without the flashback. That being said, I don't agree with Damon Lindelof that it's the worst episode. I mean, it says he's it's his least favorite, so I can't disagree with that. Um but, I mean, if he's calling it the worst, I disagree with that. I think there's some really good stuff in here, actually. Um, some stuff that's better than the last few episodes. But, yeah, <laughs> it is a weird episode, and it's kind of the conclusion to the All the Best Cowboys um, raised by another trilogy, I guess, the Ethan trilogy. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I get it, Dominic Monaghan, he's the big star, but, I don't know, this flashback just, it kills it for me. It, they needed something else to pair with this on-island action. Yeah. Like, give us a, I don't know, you can't give us an Ethan flashback so early, I know, <laughs> but just give us something to fit with this episode. Can I just point out on Lostpedia on the article, uh, the promotional steal 
they've got a picture of Charlie looking at the Winston Churchill thing. It's such a cheesy looking, like it looks like somebody's just taken it on a digital camera and added some like drug induced makeup on Dominic Monaghan. It's like, it's a terrible promotional still. I really hope that that actually isn't a legitimate one uh, that they use from ABC. It's terrible. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I think we can get through this flashback pretty quickly. Cool. Famous last words here on the Oz Network, but I really feel we can. Um, and it's again, it's, it seems like it's a bit of a wait until we get into a flashback here as well. Um, but yeah, we're back in jolly old England. Here's Charlie. Uh, this is obviously, I think, what set sort of in the middle sections of his last flashback. Um, they're doing yeah. drugs. He says, Carpe diem, save your French. It's Latin. Uh, yep, we know that. If you've seen the Dead Pulse Society, you know all about Carpe Diem. That's where I know it from. Um, and then basically, this is where we learn that Charlie, to get money for drugs, is a bit of a thief. He's a bit of a con artist. <laughs> uh, like, he was already a, kind of a bad person in a way. And now he's even worse. Is he going to bloody back to Father Christmas, whoever it was in the confessional booth? Like, oh, I watched a girl <laughs> performing with a girl. Like... Stealing Winston Churchill. I stole everything. Yeah. So anyway, we meet Tommy. Everyone, Ugh, Thomas, like and Tommy. Tommy, like Tommy's okay. I don't like him. You don't. No. I mean, he's just there. I, I mean, I don't like anyone in this bunch. So. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't really have that much of an opinion. I mean, he's just he's there. Um. So anyway, they're basically he's done his research. We're looking at a girl called Lucy, <laughs> who apparently is rich. So go and basically use your rock starness to hook up with Lucy. Uh, she's not twenty two. She's older than twenty two. <laughs> she's not older than you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what is it like? Oh, you're ready to fall in love? Absolutely. We hear you all. You all. Everybody on the jukebox. Oh. Um, Tommy puts, uh, can I just say Lucy? Cringy. Lucy's friends are hotter than Lucy. Why does anyone? <laughs> well, they're poor. Well, probably, but still, you know, anyway, uh, so, yep, cool, he's picked her up, uh, we go back to... He's kind of charming. He is, I mean, he would be charming, come on, he's British and Dominic Monaghan and, you know, I mean, you got Evangeline Lilly, so there you go. Um, but, I mean, it's not like he's, like, this really hot, like, superstar, he's like a hobbit, but, you know, he's charming. He's okay, I mean, like, let's, let's put this into comparison, like, who's a one-hit wonder band, like... Bittersweet Symphony, The Verve. Did they do anything else after Bittersweet Symphony? No. So, like, surely the the bass player from The Verve was doing this in the 90s or something like that. <laughs> I was on the bloody song, Bittersweet Sim- Symphony. That's me. Like <laughs> He was probably he's probably a fan of Lost and listening to this. <laughs> what? Chumbawamba, tub thumping. Like, I don't know. Like, random British pub bands from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s had one hit wonder. Um, so anyway, they go back, they want tea, no, they want sex. Oh, we discover that they've got, <laughs> daddy's got like a Winston Churchill, what is it, a notebook or a cigarette case? Yeah, they never actually clear what that is. A cigarette case, according to Lostpedia. And apparently Winston Churchill has his own article on Lostpedia. What the actual fuck? Uh, <laughs> oh no, it takes you to Wikipedia. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, I do... I'm not sure if you caught this. I'm not sure if you're a fan or not. But when uh, when Charlie says, "Where is the old man?" she says, "I don't know. He's. I think he's buying some paper company up in Slough." Uh, do you know the reference? Uh, is it something to do with Desmond or not? No, it's not a lost reference. Uh, no, I have um, no idea then. <laughs> uh, the original UK office, like oh, okay. the Ricky Gervais one before it became like a big Hollywood thing. Uh, 
he's set at a paper company, an office uh, in Slough in the UK. So it's a nice little nod to the office, which was only a few years old at this point. Right. Um, so I kind of like that. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, so, well, they're off having sex and I'll come over for dinner tomorrow night. Cool. Um, and then where are we at next? We're at dinner, aren't we? Lucy's annoying. Yeah, Lucy, like, I mean... I know she's getting conned, but she's annoying. Yeah, she deserves to get conned. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know about that, but she's well, annoying. I mean, someone who looks like her cannot land a rock star like Charlie. So, I mean, like, I think she's got to be a bit dumb to fall for this crap. Um, is that really offensive? Probably. But, like, let's be honest here. <laughs> so, um... Anyway, so we go to dinner. Now, I knew I recognised this guy, and I was right. I've just looked him up now. This is Jim Piddock. And for fans of Friends, uh, he was the uh, father of um, Emily. So when Ross goes to London to get married to Emily, his parent, Emily's parents are played by, I think, um, oh, one half of Ab Fab. Who's the famous one from Absolutely Fabulous? Jennifer Saunders. And the other one is uh, this guy right here, Jim Piddock. So, there you go. And, by the way, head to jimpiddock.com. Um, there's a lovely little picture of him here. Uh, it's updated. You can go to his Facebook. He's got a Twitter. He's got an Instagram. Uh, his resume's online he's here. Down with the kids. Yeah, he is. Uh, you can look at his resume. Uh, he's got some <laughs> projects in development here. He's currently working on a few films. Uh, there's one called The Crying Heart Tattoo. Hell at the Breach, Big Plans, it's an action comedy. There you go. Uh, Straight Camp, uh, it's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're welcome. Um, he's actually, and he's in Independence Day. Oh, actually, he is too. He plays the British guy who's like, oh, bloody hell, about time the Americans got involved. So there you go. He's been in lots oh, of things. I was, I was about to ask you uh, if Lucy is really British, and I've just found out she's Australian by birth. No. <laughs> Um, so they get all these terrible Australian actors, and then they get an Australian to play British. Apparently, just the Australians aren't appealing enough to be Australian, so let's play them British. Um, so anyway, but anyway, so they're at dinner, um, the mum's dead, that's sad, probably, uh, Susan, uh, whatever. Um, and then, uh, we kind of get the background here a little bit with, to do with drive shaft. It's, it's weirdly edited, the way it's all like... Um, you know, oh, yeah, drive shaft might be dead. You know, my brother's off having a kid or whatever. There's been problems with royalties. But just, is it, do you find it slightly weird the way they edit it? Like, it's something dramatic's about to happen. It's like, he's just telling a story about <laughs> yeah. drive shaft. But, but that's not my biggest uh, editing kind of confusion critique in this episode. I'll get to another one. But yeah, I guess so. Um, I do like the, what's the dad's name? Charles or something? Uh, the dad no, is called Francis. I do like how Francis was in a band. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it is a weird scene. I guess we're just showing, oh, no, Drive Shaft, something's wrong. But we already know how the story ends with Drive Shaft, so it's not like it's a mystery. Yeah. Um, then kind of uh, from there, we uh, find out that he's taken a job uh, <laughs> with the selling copiers. Flashbacks. Garbage. Again, like, people, so this has got nothing to do with anything except for one little moment, which we're going to get to. Um, Tommy's pissed like, off because... If, if, you know, I'm not against it being kind of a random one if it's good. Like, you can have a random flashback, but make it good. Yeah. 
No, I agree. Uh, so we get Tommy sort of going off at him, and Charlie's all like, I like her. I'm thinking about me future. I know that's not how Charlie sounds. It's just my random British accent of the, of the week. Um, and then we kind of get... This is why, actually, this is a fairly quick one to go over, the flashback. Uh, the next time around, we see Lucy's bought Charlie a suit. Um, he's he's learnt the, the manual backwards and forwards. Um, she's all like, oh, I believe in you. He's all obviously, uh, had the whole weekend, uh, without a fix. So he's, he does actually look quite like strung out here and like stupid Lucy. Can she not tell that something's wrong? Like, I mean, (laughs) if you're going out with a girl and like, she's all like puffy eyed and a bit fidgety, like, I mean, I'm going to be a bit suspicious there. Like what's going on here, Lucy? Haven't had a fix or something like that? <laughs> Apparently Lucy lives in the same area of London that Penny lives in. Oh, well, they're probably neighbours. There you go. Um, yeah. Osh, British girl. So she goes off to do something. He steals the cigarette case just as she says, I'm going to drive you because, oh, what are we going to do? Take the bus. The bus? Are you daft? I'm driving you. Uh, <laughs> so Spended all bus people. Man. Yeah. I mean, if Matthew Fox was catching this bus... <laughs> yeah, I'm driving you. Yeah, I'm driving you. No, check the bus schedule. It's a female no. driving. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do like. It is kind of um, funny though. This scene when he's trying to sell the copier. Like, I mean, like, can we just like? He's thinking about his future. He likes her, and all his dad, her dad, can offer is selling copiers. What a shit job! And, like, are these actual people? Like, how does he get that photocopier in that damn building? It's not like, um, what is it, the pursuit of happiness when Will Smith is trying to sell those, like, weird machine, medical machines. Like, I mean, this is a full-on photocopier. Uh, so, you know. This might be one of my least favourite scenes in the history of Lost. I just think, I like, I, I'm so cheesy and stand-up so com- uh, sitcom-y. I get it. But it's just, I don't know, like... There's just something. Yeah, but we're just having people die on the island and stuff like that. And we're, if someone's terrorizing the camp, and I will kill one of them, then I'll kill you last. Cut the flashback, Charlie, and this super cheesy vomiting. The thing. thing, the thing that I don't get is what comes after this. So yeah, like he's there and he's like trying to sell him this copier. He's not. He doesn't know how to work it. Some guy just happens to have a stopwatch to time how long it's going to be. I mean, is this again how boring office jobs were in the early two thousands? Like, oh, the copy guy's coming in today. Get your stopwatches out. <laughs> <laughs> they all look so bored. <laughs> so he ends up vomiting on the copy machine. That's uh, mm. you know what would have been funnier if they had of like then you see like a piece of paper come out the bottom of the photocopy with like, <laughs> carrots on it or something like the vomit. <laughs> um, but like I don't get the next scene because then he's like banging at a door like please explain like I'll oh, let me explain to you Lucy. So are we led to believe like at this point he hasn't like straight away called her up and gone oh I'm sorry something bad happened. So, like, she's had to find out from the co-workers at this building, oh, so your boyfriend vomited on our copy machine. But she's acting like he, like, raped a dog or something like that. She's so, like, angry. Like She really is, like, over the top. Like, he could have had a stomach bug or something like that. Like, okay, fair enough, they found a cigarette case on him and he'd stolen from her. But, like, I was going to say the EMT pulled it from you. Why is it they've called the, like... He's just vomited. Does he collapse at this point? And why are the EMTs having to, like, go through his pockets? If you get vomited <laughs> and a doctor comes They're to worse you... they his pockets! <laughs> They're worse than him. Like, yes! Sticky finger <laughs> paramedics in London in the early 2000s. <laughs> uh, yeah. and the, I believe nice. you! You lied! Well, what did he lie about? He didn't say, oh, I won't steal that case. <laughs> like... <laughs> You told me you wouldn't steal it, you liar! 
this is supposed to be the scene that connects it to the episode, but it's just at this point, I just don't care well, this enough. Is, this is, the, this point. it's been a lead up to the one point when it's kind of like, you tell me one thing, why did you take the job? And he's like, oh, I wanted to be respectable. And then basically I wanted to take care of you. You'll never take care of anyone. Okay, there's our payoff. There's our payoff. Yeah, I'm- <laughs> I mean, obviously, when they went into the writer's room, they're like, all right, we want a story where Charlie is kind of in love and he screws it up. So it connects to him and Claire. But this is just garbage. Uh, just, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I, I'm with you with everything in this one. Um, wow, we've literally talked about the flashback in 16 minutes. We've done well this episode. Uh, so. Yeah, Lucy sucks. Uh, what's the guy's name? Tommy. He sucks. Tommy sucks. Francis, he's all right. Francis sucks. <laughs> The, the copy people suck. The ambulance people suck. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to the beginning of the episode. There's uh, our, now there's some good stuff. There's our flashback there sound. We should, we should like, dub that in when we go back. Uh, now we're getting into Sounds like the, the whistle from Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, so, uh, everyone's rushing around. Charlie wakes up. Here's uh, Claire, she's back, and uh, like everyone's like swarming her. Where is she? What was she doing? What's going on? And then like Jack's like, everybody needs to back off. Well, fair point, Jack. Um, and then Claire sort of wakes up. Who are these people? Who are you? Now, we talked last episode about how little kid actors can annoy me. They kind of give or take. Can I just point out one storyline that always makes me angry and it's just a cheap cop out by writers in TV shows. It's very, amnesia. very rarely something that works. Yes, you're right. Amnesia. Now, you've yeah. seen twenty one a uh, twenty four season one. <laughs> twenty one, yeah. Twenty one season yeah. four. Uh, <laughs> like one of the most groundbreaking se- series of television in the history of television, the very first season of twenty four, even that can't escape my wrath when it comes to Terry gets amnesia. <laughs> like Amnesia is just yeah. daytime soap opera <laughs> bullshit. Like, yeah, it is. And they, they even mentioned that in the episode, how silly it is. And Jack's like, well, I guess, guess she could have got amnesia. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that they kind of do that. But, like, I mean, in our Nip Tuck ones, we're nowhere near. There's this, the plot line in Nip Tuck where somebody gets amnesia. And even I'm like, oh, my God. God, no. Well, I mean, this is one of the reasons people don't like this episode and Damon, because it's like, all right, something's finally happening. We're going to finally find some things out. Oh, Ethan, he's dead. He could have told us some stuff. Oh, Claire, no, she can't remember anything. Charlie's just committed murder. It's fine. Uh. So it's just, I think that's a lot of people's frustrations with Homecoming is we're finally getting some, not answers, but we're getting something. But then the guy who could tell us stuff is dead and the girl who could tell us stuff has amnesia. It's kind of, they need, they're like, oh, well, we want to keep this a mystery, but why wouldn't Claire just tell everyone? So I guess she has to forget her, her memory. We get a good follow-up episode to it next. It's just like, oh, there's like two moments in this that just really shit me. Like really shit. Like I might be like getting my opinion swayed here by myself here. I'm hosting this episode. Um, (laughs) So yeah, we kind of get the bit of background here. Oh, we were on a plane, crashed nearly a month ago. Oh, last thing I remember was getting on a plane. Uh, so you remember, sadly, she remembers Thomas by the looks of things. Um, <laughs> we get a bit of Jin. Uh-huh. We get a bit of Jin. We haven't had Jin and Sun in a while talking Korean, so this has been a, a bit yeah. of a while. Um, been together. Sort of like, oh, is she okay? And the baby. I'm sure the baby's fine. And we get a weird, like, look here um, from uh, Jin there. I don't know. I've written here, evil, weird look. It's just kind of, I don't know. It feels a bit strange to me. 
Meanwhile, we're back with Boone and Locke. Um, <laughs> sassy think, Locke. Think she escaped? <laughs> like, I love this sassy Locke. Yeah, well, nothing's out there. She doesn't remember him. Yeah. He says, you're, you're right beside me, Boone. You know as much as I do. <laughs> sassy um, Locke. Yeah, I've written here, why is Locke being creepy? <laughs> <laughs> why isn't Locke being creepy? Oh, when isn't like Back to Charlie and uh, Claire. Here's your journal. This is where you sleep. It's quite cozy. Uh, you know, it gives a bit of a background. Oh, he took me too. Uh, Ethan's the bad guy. Ah, uh, uh, that's a bit like, like, who is Ethan? Well, that's what we're all asking. And his response, Ethan, Ethan's the bad guy. Uh, uh, we, we, we were together. Then why did he leave you? Like, it's just kind of like, this is what I hate about amnesia storylines. It's because like, <laughs> like... It, Give us an amnesia storyline where we're with her. We don't know what's happened. That adds a bit of mystery. So we're learning at the same time. We know what's happened. We're just rehashing everything. Yeah, it's just like, it's just cheap. And like, no disrespect to Emily DeRaven, but like, give it to (laughs) someone who can act a little bit better. Like, I'm like, uh, just my baby. Like, oh, God. Um,. Oh, I won't be sleeping tonight. Oh, finally got someone to stay up late with. Oh, we're friends. Oh, oh I hate that cute. line. We're friends. No, we're lovers. Oh, like Fuck it. me. Uh, like, <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> it's cute, but it's like uh, I do. One thing I will say though is I do like that theme that they play with Claire and Charlie. Like that kind of music that's always in the background with them. Like when there's something positive happening. I don't know. I don't know how to describe the music. I'm not going to like impersonate the music, <laughs> but um. Yeah, anyway. Um, oh, I forgot the line. My favourite line from all the flashback was, I will not be shared like a common curry uh, when he's, like, flirting <laughs> with all the girls. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to, uh, to mm, do that. I want some curry. Um, then we're back to the island. Uh, this is the scene you were talking about before, like, oh, diagnose amnesia. It's very rare, but, it, you know, it can happen. Um... And what is what is like she say like oh the girl is pregnant you're off your head mate like is this where he's like trying to claim that she's not missing a memory or something like that yeah. or um oh yeah Ang Young there we go because this is Charlie Virgin I've written down Ang Young as well uh so I do like one thing I will say is I kind of just like this random scene where it's just like they're walking through the jungle um and you know Charlie's all like oh you know I like you everybody else you know somebody else's problem you're kind of fine you don't know how lucky you are then boom he gets knocked out <laughs> everyone's getting taken out with rocks in this Poor show Jin like <laughs> Jin's done nothing he even mentions that later on so I didn't do anything <laughs> Like, I mean, I know we kind of hated him at the beginning because he's a bit of a dick to son, but we've kind of had a bit of explanation. And Jin's calmed down at this point now. We've got no reason to hate Jin. Jin becomes one of the most beloved characters of this show. And then poor Jin <laughs> just gets randomly, like, even if this was Boone, you'd be like, yeah, okay, Boone probably deserved to get knocked. I mean, he's getting punched by Michael. But, like, it's just like, zoom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. And in comes Ethan. Charlie, I want her back. Um, oh, Ethan is scary. He yeah, does. Oh, yeah. Job. Ethan's the best part of this episode. Was for it sure. Tom Cruise's cousin? What's his name again? Um, yeah. William. Will, yeah. He, I mean, he's great. Yeah, when he talks about killing them one by one, that's just great. The line. And, uh, Charlie, I'll kill you. That, yeah, <laughs> that line to me is the one. It's like, Charlie, I'll kill like, he's you. He's scary. Last. He plays a good bad guy. For, for me, I'd be like, 
Oh, well, thanks for that. That'd be nice. There's like 40 survivors, so <laughs> that wasn't time. Get my, fairs- <laughs> get my fairs together. That's all good. Uh, Might get rescued. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm getting Michael's raft. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then Charlie goes Gary. back to the beach and basically, you know, tells everyone and kind of... I, I like sort of the Locke and Jack debate, um, you know. Oh, I love uh, Locke kind of... Uh, like, you just see Jack's face when Locke's talking about Ethan. He's like, yeah, and he bested you physically. <laughs> and Jack's just like, oh, whatever. I, I like this, the, the, the sort of the back and forth here where it's kind of like, um, you know, oh, let's all go to the cave and wait. And it's like, well... Oh, my God! Locke's like... Jack... Terrible leader, Jack. <laughs> like, every time something major happens, Jack is always saying, well, the cave, natural sunlight. Shut up, Jack! Like... <laughs> like Clay has just come back and June's been attacked. Well, if we moved everyone to the caves, like, oh my God, every opportunity he gets, you can sway anything into why we should move to the cave. Then uh, Locke just shuts him down. Well, maybe that's what he wants to get us all in the one place and there could be others to come and get, oh, fair point. (laughs) But then that's where Jack's like, obviously you have a plan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Locke in this episode. Locke's been kind of garbage in the past few episodes, but now we get like kind of, Leader lock. Yeah. He's kind of cool. Then we get shirtless Jin. Um, just to add, we should have had a checklist, like which characters get shirtless. Um, but he's yeah. shirtless he's Daniel Day Kim. Hello. Um, <laughs> handsome man. Very, very handsome man. Uh, and then kind of Jin's like, how would I know? I don't know what they did. I was attacked because of what they did. Like, as you said, like, I didn't I'd do like anything. Jin's just Jin, and he's like, well, if they weren't off doing all these things, then we would be fine. It's kind of like before, like earlier in the season, when he's like, you stay with me, we don't need to get involved with them. It's kind of like, you know, they're they the sort of the ones that do that, and then sort of like Shannon and Boone are kind of the ones on the outside, like we had that with Boone what, a couple of episodes ago, where like, well, they don't they don't respect us. Do you see how they look at us? So that's why Boone's little puppy dog, I'll do everything, I'll do everything. Um, you know, so, and Shannon just needs to get in a bikini, and she has like all the men. Like, why is Saeed the only one who tries to pick her up? Like, I know, like, uh, you know, Charlie kind of had a little bit before, like, I'll come in the jungle with you. And then, obviously, Sawyer was like, oh, and those legs. But, like, where's Scott and Steve trying to pick up on Shannon? Like, you know. Well, we'll get to that. It, uh, it, is, um, it, it is Jack, right, who suggests they tell everyone. Yeah. And Locke says we just need... Yeah, come on, Jack, don't be stupid. Yeah. Um, this is where we get, uh, what is it, Claire saying that everyone's ignoring her. Um... And there's somebody who walks past in the background here between Claire and Charlie. I don't think we ever see who that is. I don't know if you noticed that before. I just... Random bit there. Um, Anyway, uh, so we get random Kate mildly flirting with Jack. You look hungry. Throw some fruit. (laughs) Um, Still a better love story than Saeed and, and Shannon, even though this is so cringeworthy. Um, and then Kate's all like, oh, Locke told us what happened. Um, and then where she kind of says like, oh, maybe you should use the key around your neck, get the guns. Um, which again, valid point. Then we see a bag of rubbish. Jack also has a valid point, I think. Yeah. We don't want to go shooting it. If we're running around because we see that actually happen. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, then we get this bag of rubbish. Uh, kind of, they're testing the pl- the thing. <laughs> Gone on central duty. Who should volunteer first? <laughs> <laughs> who's who's going to take a shift? Who could you think could possibly? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a shift. And then we get the best reaction, like Saeed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
of course Boone's going to do it. That's not even the best Boone Oh, moment. no, it's even going to get better here. <laughs> We're counting on you, Boone. Um, I think there's another C here about Claire going to be okay or something like that. Whatever, great. Um, then Boone's on duty. Everyone else is on the lookout. He's little old Boone. You know, he's got his oh chance. Here he is. You know, finally, they're respecting me. Yes, I've got the most important job in camp. He falls asleep. And can I just say, of course he does. it's so well edited. Like, it's actually brilliant how they edit this, how he, like, falls asleep and, like, two seconds later, he wakes up and there's daylight. Like, we've all had that. Yeah. We've all, like, had moments in our lives where we've fallen asleep and it feels like we're literally waking up, like, two seconds later. But then you look at the clock and, like, fuck, five hours has gone by. Um, so, like, that was yeah, brilliantly well edited. So well edited. Um, but Boone, of course, Boone, <laughs> But it gets even better because he runs into the jungle because the bag of cans has fallen down. He's being surrounded. He's got his pointy stick. Uh, <laughs> Boone's point. Is there an article for Boone's pointy stick? Uh, <laughs> uh, he runs towards uh, the noise. He falls over. Trips. And it's bloody Vincent, oh, and then Saeed and Lockcar uh, running. They just give him this look like, Boone, you had one job. <laughs> and from there, we hear screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and who's been murdered? Steve Scott! <laughs> oh, of course, you're- I love to think that that scream is Scott. <laughs> The Mary scream. Ah! <laughs> oh, Boone. One job and Scott would have been here. But is it Boone's fault? Because they come up from the water, no. apparently. Because so... Ethan is like some magic, like, Aquaman. Merman. Merman. I mean, <laughs> Ethan the Merman. Um, I mean, I like it. I think it makes him even more intimidating that they can't yeah. even stop him and he, like, swims in. But still, yeah, Ethan the Merman. Can we ask our artist friends out there who have already sketched up our uh, Jack and Rose picture from last episode? Do it, Ethan the Merman. <laughs> Ethan <is a> merman. <laughs> Like I want, I want full on like Zoolander worth merman picture. So like, <laughs> essence, it's like, about the beauty, whatever that line is. He says in it, merman, <laughs> merman. <laughs> yeah, but Scott, we haven't had a death since Joanna. No, not the. Oh God, and who whose fault was that? Boone couldn't swim out to the ocean. <laughs> Boone's fallen asleep. Boone's tied to every death. And who will be the next person to die in this besides Ethan? Boone. So, I um, mean, this would be terrifying for everyone, but the fact that no one else knows about Ethan just makes Scott's death even more terrifying to everyone around. Which I love like, how it's no passed one... off. Don't you just love how, like, I mean, this is, like, the, the fantastic moment. Was it, what's the, the teacher, Aris or Arda? Uh, Ar- what's uh. it? Arts, yeah. I like the, the that classic line he has at the end of this oh. season when he's like, oh, it's not always about you. There are other people here too. Like, I mean, this yeah. just... Why did Jack and Kate get the best hearts on the beach? This just sums it up because it's like, we see beloved Scott dead and we cut I mean, straight to a funeral. Like, just remember this. Like- remember this when Boone dies, okay? <laughs> like, the reaction to Boone's um, death compared to the reaction to poor old Scott. I love that they keep going with the Scott and Steve joke, though. That's like, 
fantastic. We already had a Scott and Steve joke. I love that like, it was a recurring joke. Um, but, I mean, I feel like we should probably do this. We didn't with Joanna, but when someone dies, uh, I feel like we should maybe do some sort of in-memoriam type thing. Well, I think we, we mentioned can... that, didn't we, that we should... Um... Like go through their yeah. trivia or something like that. So we'll go. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll get. We'll just let. I'll just quickly go over kind of the lead up here to the funeral, and then we'll go over beloved Scott. Maybe we can go back over Joanna too if you can find her stuff there. Because I'm looking at Scott's trivia. He has one bit of trivia. Um, yeah, but, but there's some information on his page. His page is actually pretty big. I do. I do like. Yeah, as you're saying, the in jokes here. So like, it's like, oh, Steve drew the short straw, dude. That was Scott. Uh, <laughs> but we've got to be honest. Like, it's kind of. It's also pretty graphic because they say that like all his fingers in his arms and bones were broken. So, like, it's kind of... It's not like he's just been, like, stabbed. He's been brutally murdered. Uh, and then we get the funeral scene. It just... And, yeah, it's pretty full-on for a death of Scott. Beloved, the four horsemen have been broken up. <laughs> we do get the, uh, like, the sort of similar Claire moment. Like, back think back to the funeral of all the victims when Claire's like, oh, yeah... Uh, I guess she was in Australia for this reason or whatever it was. Here we get Hurley. You know, it's like, he won a sales prize two weeks in Australia. <laughs> Sorry I kept calling you Steve, man. <laughs> it's just I like, love that line, though. That's amazing. Sorry I kept calling you Steve. That's just so funny. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway. I like Scott's funeral. It's fun. little <laughs> yeah. moment of like, let's have a funeral for a random survivor. It's Why more, couldn't it have been Sullivan? It's more uh, than other char- major characters in some of the other TV shows we're covering ever get. Um, where was Doug? Yeah, where's Doug? Let's be friends. Yeah, bloody oath. I know he lives at the caves now. Jack's keeping him up. in the cave. Uh, so what do we want to say? Like, Scott, the only tribute I've got here, of the eight characters buried in Survivor's graveyard, Scott is the only one who is not a main character. There you go. And don't you love the name of the... Um, the graveyard does it say it on the Boone Hill? Yeah, uh, Boone Hill is Aww. what they call the graveyard um, after its first inhabitant, which is quite wrong because it really should be called Scott Hill because <laughs> um, he was the first one buried. Yeah, there. what happened to Scott Hill? <laughs> Scott got ripped off. Um, but I do like yeah our in memoriam for our second death. Oh, I guess the marshal died too, but um, he is betrayed by two different actors uh, because obviously. It's the guy who plays Scott actually then goes on to play Steve and they switch and it's quite funny like that. Um, yeah, but just some interesting stuff here that Scott worked uh, in sales for an internet company and he lived in Santa Cruz. Um, and as you said, he won a two-week vacation and apparently he travelled with Steve um, and that's according to the actor, so not the producer. Oh, sorry. Okay. Just, the actor says that Scott was friends with Steve before the flight and they travelled to Australia together. Um, Scott appears in 12 episodes um, and yeah I mean he was the only non-named character buried so yeah in memoriam Scott is dead but Steve lives on until season 5 who, so was, the, who cool. was the other lady who died earlier well I've also found this one Joanna, Joanna. Um, do you want to hear yeah. in memoriam of yeah. Joanna sorry Joanna um, we missed you a few episodes ago uh, sorry, Joanna. Well, there's kind of some breaking news here that I've never known. Uh, She's still alive. Barbara, Barbara Joanna Miller, known on the island by her middle name. Oh. Her name was Barbara. Uh, she looked like a was Barbara. drowned on basics. Uh, she's referenced in two, two episodes. Um, she was also mentioned by both the official novelizations secret identity, as well as ABC's website, Lost Diary by Janelle Granger. Oh, good old Janelle. Um, 
Joanna was an experienced diver and swimmer. Uh, she was known to Janelle on the island as they went swimming together in Australia. And they made sure to sit next next to each other on Flight 815. I mean, you usually do try and sit next to your friends on... I don't. Um, J- Janelle was upset at her death. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Janelle? I mean, I'm a big lost fan, but I'm... Talked about like three Janelle what? stats here. What the hell is with like this? No, sh- that is like that is, that is like the font used on some like that is like they literally have that on every single profile. Jack was upset about her death. Hurley was upset. About <laughs> Sawyer wasn't. But, but here you go, uh, Janelle uh, suspected foul play of jo- Joanna's death. <laughs> uh, don't you love this show? That this one character that was never seen has like all this like statistics on their thing and I'm just sending you the picture of Barbara Joanna Miller um, because they have a picture of her of a photo taken on the plane uh, from one of the episodes and it's like a burnt photo or something but it looks like she's weird alien like <laughs> some weird like uh, like X-Files creature thing or something um, like because her mouth is like I don't know maybe we can use it for an episode picture or something but her mouth makes it look like she's some weird like deformed um <laughs> Poor um, Joanna. But yeah, Joanna wasn't supposed <laughs> to be on flight 815. Oh, you saw the picture. <laughs> I think we have to post it on the website so people can see it. <laughs> That's so funny. What is with that picture? <laughs> <laughs> She's a weird inbred family or something. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not even funny, but it's funny. They, they probably let her die. But in memoriam, rest in peace, Scott Jackson and Barbara Joanna Miller. I promise we won't laugh this hard at every character's death, but that photo is ridiculous. Yeah, we need to post that on our website. Like, it's supposed to be like burnt. <laughs> if we haven't, if we've forgotten to do it, just type in Joanna Miller on Lostpedia and you. <laughs> it looks so. <laughs> I want that to be my Facebook profile, bitch. <laughs> Rest in peace, Scott. It's very sad. It's so sad that Scott's dead. <laughs> my stomach hurts. Um, I just, I just like the, the. This is why these episodes go for so long. But um, on the the bottom of the the Lostpedia, where it's got Oceanic Flight H fifteen crew. So they've gone through each of the sections with like all the people's names. So you've got front section, Seth Norris, middle section, uh, Art, Kate Austin, Beth, Boone Carlisle. But can I just read out some of the other names here? We have Blonde Casualty. Yep, okay. We have Gas Man. Um, we have, who else have we got here? ND Survivor. Yep. Uh, we also have SBSSG. Uh, we also have... We have... Woman. Uh, <laughs> we have Turnequit Man. Then in the tail section, we have we have Blonde Guy, Cute Haired Guy. Oh, sorry, Curly Haired Guy. Oh, I much prefer Cute Haired Guy. <laughs> um, we have German Tail Ender, Man on Beach. <laughs> and then Crash Victims, we have Asian Passenger, Co-Pilot, we have uh, male flight attendant. 
Um, and we also that well, that's it. Uh, but like, just the, the level of detail they go here. So, like, if I click on curly haired guy, they don't even have a photo of him. <laughs> and yet, his only feature is talking about his hair. Yep. Apparently, there you go. Uh, and I still want to know who Janelle is. <laughs> Who's Janelle? Who is she? <laughs> Anyway, we'll find out eventually, I guess. Oh, my stomach's sore. Uh, <laughs> picture. Where the hell are we even up to? Uh, oh, Scott's dead. Uh, Scott's funeral. Uh, Steve, rest in peace. Scott. Steve lives on. Yep. Um, so from there, we get back to the cave. All these random... Maybe Janelle's one of these random people staring at Claire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is awkward. Maybe Janelle's a random Puerto Rican woman that we discovered that like early. Yeah, that's like, Janelle. That's Janelle. Um, and then we get random Claire and Shannon moment. Uh, (laughs) what's your name? Shannon, you're staring. Um, why is everyone staring at me? And then we get the esteemed actress that is Emily DeRaven storming up to Charlie. Why did you lie to me? Uh, (laughs) I love that Shannon just tells her everything. Oh, that's typical Shannon move, let's be honest. Um, and then, oh, like, I just, I... This is why I'm always so indifferent about Claire. And, like, again, nothing against Emily DeRaven. I don't know how much of an actress she is. But, like, you know, like, you kept me in the dark, Charlie. Like, ugh, just... Ugh. Um, and then, you know, he's all like, oh, I wanted to take care of you. And, oh, great, it's going to tie in very soon to the flashback. Um, anyway, so back to the island. Boone sharpening his stick. Uh- <laughs> Uh, Jack's like, oh, can you track him? Was it, oh, is that Jack saying or is that Charlie saying that? Um, and then this is, uh, it must be Jack because this is where he says we're nothing more than scared idiots with sticks. And then he's basically, he's got the key, um, goes to the case, brings Locke there to his secret little stash. I love how they're so sneaky. They're both looking around like, ooh, no one can see us. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky. That's how Locke is before he like bends over Boone over a log or something like that. Um, <laughs> like Locke, Doctor, you've been holding out on us. To me, this sounds like the beginning of like a porn film. It's like chicken, chicken, wow, wow, ding, 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 ding. Not that I would know. I've never watched porn in my life. A friend told me. Um, and then basically we get the guns given away. They're going to use Clara's bait. Charlie, oh no, bloody way! Um, and then you know they're I all do like Claire though. I can speak for myself. Yeah, true. Um, Charlie wants to use a gun, ever fired a weapon, Charlie. This is kind of, I'm thinking the flashback's going to be him, like, going on a gun rampage in the office or something like that, like, um... I mean, this this is like, you know, not everyone's, like, scared those. Well, I've never shot a pistol, but I feel like most people have shot a gun, right, of some sort, like a rifle or, like, something of some sort, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I've shot guns now, and, like, I surely know how to do it. The whole thing that I wouldn't do, which is kind of like one of those other things that kind of annoy me in TV shows that are always overdone. It's like when Jack says to Locke, I'm assuming you know how to use one of these, right? So, of course, he's got to be all cocky and undo the clip and, like, clear it all out. <laughs> and be all like, yep. Like, it's kind of like, dude, we get it. You're like a box company man who doesn't use a gun. Just say yes. Um, but the thing is, I mean, I get they just don't want Charlie to come, but the whole point is you're not supposed to use the guns. Yeah. Well, isn't that we get that, don't we? In uh, Yeah, but the guns aren't for using. They're for a last resort. But isn't there, like, the standoff episode where they're all, like, safe in numbers? They need to know that there's more of you there just by basically... They don't know that you don't have guns or, you know, that's kind of what it's there for. There's, I mean, that was in... Um, Keep referencing 24. I mean, there are a lot of connections between 24 and Lost. There was um, 
I think it was season five where there's a bit where they kind of have to put these people in CTU uniforms that aren't actually trained, but to the people, their enemies, it looks like there's a whole bunch of them. Like they've got more people than they actually do. Um, so anyway, we're back to the beach. Uh, the other garden. So, uh, Saeed's got one. Jack's got one. Locke's got one. So they've got a fourth one. Help moi. Sawyer's got to have one. I like that little line where it's like, you know how to use one of these, right? And it's like, oh, at least one polar bear knows I do. Um, and of course, you know, besides Boone, who, let's be honest, he's volunteered, but they've shut him down quite quickly. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's, he's, he's lost his chance after he fell asleep. Yeah, actually, no, let's be honest. I think even Boone at this point's like, okay, maybe I'll sit this one out, guys. Um, but like, who's the other person who's going to volunteer? Kate! Yeah. Here she comes, <laughs> sniffing yeah, around. Of course. Um, and it's kind of gets to the point where like, we're out of guns, sorry, you know. Um, and then here comes good old Sawyer. Lady wants to come. I left this after Marshall. Um, yeah, I remember him. Marshall is excessive. Five guns. Yeah, well, I mean, Jesus, they're American, I guess. Um, and then I, I do like that bit where Jack's like, yeah, I do remember. You shot him in the chest and he bled out or something like that. Um, so Kate's got the gun because he's obviously asked, oh, what type of bullets are they so they'll fit? Um, so then we go into the jungle and, of course, there has to be a... Yes, th- I've got to say is, yeah, the fun that's on, but you talked about bad editing in this episode, as well as good editing. This Lost is really not dated, as I said last week, but this dates the episode. This kind of weird fade cut tonight. Yeah. And then when they're done with this scene, they fade cut back to the island a day. It looks so 90s. And they've never done this ever again in Lost. It really stands out. It's weird. It just does not suit the show at all. Like, they fade into the thunderstorm, and then, like, rather than cutting to commercials, I don't know. I don't know if you picked up on it, but it I looked didn't, really bad. I know what you're talking about now, your references, and yeah, I agree with that. And I think kind of, like, the thing that we're discovering with this episode, I mean, we talked about last week with the polar bear kind of being so bad TV. I think we're picking up a lot. This episode is just going on some very formed cliches. We've got amnesia. Yeah. We've got, oh, do you know how to use a gun? Click, 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 yeah. And now we've got evil scenes about to happen. It's only better in a thunderstorm. And then followed by, oh, the sun's come out now that things have gotten better. Like, it's kind of... That like, being said, thunderstorms on Lost are always oh, great. Yeah, fair, end, I mean, of, end of the world weather. You have to have that for the Ethan flow. I do love a good thunderstorm, and I love rain like that. So, um, yeah. Um, so, Claire's in the jungle. as Everyone's hiding oh, in trees. I, Did I miss I something? I do have to point out... Uh, no, just sexist Locke. Uh, Locke, when they're getting Sawyer, he says, we have four guns. We should have four men. Ah, sexist, yeah. Locke. Come on, Locke. Wouldn't get away with that in 2017. Um, no. But, I mean, also having said that, can we really defend too much the female characters in this episode, particularly Claire, the <laughs> literal damsel in distress? Like, you know. That's... Well, she helps. Kate's, Kate's a she's strong normally, female character. Anna Lucy is a strong female character. Juliet's a strong female yeah. character. Claire, not so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she's there in the jungle. We see Ethan... She runs away, and let's be honest, she can run pretty darn well for a woman who's like eight months pregnant. <laughs> she was outrunning Ethan. Like, I'm sorry, this baby's got some issues. Like, it's shaking around in there like a blender. Uh, <laughs> she's been kidnapped, she survived a plane crash. Like, this um, baby's born with some deformities, I think. There is a um, deleted scene, because uh, it says here, at one point Ethan has an unexplained limp. This is a remnant of a deleted scene where Ethan breaks through the security perimeter and fights Locke, who stabs him in the thigh before <laughs> Ethan knocks him out. 
So that was a deleted scene. But even with the limp, he's like a superhuman, like, merman who fights Jack and, like... <laughs> Claire should consider a different job other than fish and fry, though. She could be an athlete. Yeah. I no, she could run the bloody Olympics with that baby in her belly. Um, <laughs> faster than any other Australian sprinter recently, except for Sally Pearson. That's another story. Uh, so, Saeed's obviously said at this point, too, like, we want him alive, so don't kill him and only use your guns if you have to. So, uh, we get this great sort of... I love this scene. I, yeah, I, I like this scene too. Like, cause I, I love Jack, like, really getting his back up on Ethan. Like, he finally subdues yeah. him, punches him. And I just love, like, him to keep punching him because it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, in watching a lot of Third Watch, when you kind of get the cops, you know, police brutality, they kind of, by this stage, there's a couple of other cops pulling off. They're like, come on, man, you've had enough. Like, stop beating him up. You got your point. This time around, no one gives a shit. He's, like, punching the crap out of him. And they're just all staring and watching him. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, I love that finally our people have the upper hand and they're all just standing there. They're like, got their guns. Like, it's like, yes, our team is actually doing something. But, and Sawyer, I mean, think Sawyer's of this fight. line winner by oh, yeah. a knockout. <laughs> Sawyer is great in this whole, like, he's still got his kind of lines even in the serious moment. But, you know, you think of this climax compared to last week's climax. Like, this is great TV at this point. Yeah, and I like. Just saw you there when he's like, not even for one second, Jungle Boy, or what is it like, ah, uh-uh, Jungle Boy, or whatever it is. Yeah, and I, I will, love Sawyer. I will admit, though, like, it is pretty kind of, like, it's well sort of put together here where, like, you, you've, they've got him, yes, and all of a sudden, bang, 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 bang. And it's like, what the hell was that? Where's going on? Because let's kind of back up a little bit. In this fight, the, the like, scuffle between Jack and, Char- uh, Jack and Ethan, uh, Jack's lost his gun. So Charlie's obviously followed them. Charlie then picks up <laughs> the gun and bang, 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 bang. Willingly commits cold-blooded murder. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. I have an issue with this. Um, and then Ethan's dead. We get a sunset and happy music. Um, then Charlie's just... I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, this was people's frustration. Is Ethan was like, oh, he's the other. He's this big character. And then he could give his answers. And they just killed him. They brought him back and they just killed him. Um I don't think I was ever that upset about it. I thought it was really dramatic. Um, yeah. And I do think Charlie makes a good point. He says, do you really think he would have told us anything, that's, Jack? That's what I would I mean, argue we, about, yeah. Yeah, we know the others. Ethan has lived on the island his entire life. I don't think Saeed could even get him to talk. We, I think he would die for the island. Well, just so look, he makes a point. Look forward to what happens with Henry Gale, a.k.a. Benjamin Linus. Like, I mean, and he's the leader. Uh, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I, I think, I think Charlie, like, he sums it up. Like, we weren't going to get anything from yeah, him. Yeah, I get, I totally get people's frustrations that, oh, Ethan, he was the key to, and that's what Damon Lindelof mentions when he says the worst episode of Lost, but, you know, I do think Charlie's right, though. I don't think Ethan would have told them anything anyway if they kept him alive. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, what is he like? He deserved to die. Um. Yeah, such a dramatic scene. Though. I really like that fight against Ethan. I just, can I, I just really want to point out though, like, they've been on this island for three weeks. You know, they hope of getting rescued. I know we've been with them for 15 weeks, so we're a bit more, you know, in tune with them and everything like that sort of stuff. Charlie's just committed a murder. Like, okay, like, he was a bad guy. I get it. But like, he's not Kate or he's not Saeed. He's not someone who in his past life, this was part of his job. Like, 
He's murdered yeah. someone. <laughs> like, he's, I agree. He's capable of murder. Like, I know in, in our the very first episode we ever did on the Oz Network when we rebooted this, we did a movie recap of the sixth day with the Arnold Schwarzenegger one set in the future with all the cloning and everything. And kind of Colin and I sort of pointed out that, like, this is family guy, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who in the space of one night is happily murdering people and laughing while doing it. <laughs> like, I get it. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. But it's still, like... This is a beloved dad who's trying to save his family. Oh, ha, 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 I've just murdered people. Like, he's yeah, murdered someone. <laughs> this is kind of a common TV thing where stuff happens and there's never a consequence or there's never, like, a follow-up on it. So I completely agree. And a lot of shows do it, but that's no excuse. Um, Lost is better. So they, sh- they should have followed through with this. I agree. It's like... This was a chance for some engaging stuff of Charlie. There is follow-up scenes, but nothing, like, proper. And this was the chance for an engaging Charlie storyline through season two of him trying to cope with this. Um, but, no. Because <laughs> I agree with you. Hypothetically, but... helicopter show up on the island tomorrow. Oh, we've rescued them. Let's. Oh, he's a body here. Oh, he's got bullet holes in him. Like, what? <laughs> Who killed this man? They don't know he wasn't on the plane. <laughs> like, you know... Anyway, um, I I imagine it would impact anyone, but, you know, I still love the show. It's because it's evil. It's fine. Um, So then we kind of get the closing scene. Hurley in his headphones, Jin and Sun, Shannon and Salud. Um, Jack walks past. Charlie's all alone. Then Claire shows up. And again, you know, she's lost her memory. She's gone off at this guy for lying to him, to her. She knows he's murdered someone, but now she's just like, (laughs) I remember peanut butter. Oh, isn't it sweet? You just murdered someone in front of me. Oh, I'm totally horny. Let's fuck. Like, I mean, what the hell? Like, Claire's into some yeah. weird shit here, but like, um, we get that. Well, I do like the peanut butter. Yeah, I do too. Like, I, I'm not trying to destroy a nice little scene. Luckily, she couldn't remember it too much because that was a, a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I remember peanut butter. You didn't really bring me any. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> we get that, the music in the background again and kind of we get like the, I'm scared. I want to trust you. Good night, Charlie. Good night, Claire. Lost. Um, so look, yeah, you know, we kind of get it. Sweet. Um, but eh, I mean, this episode. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have you anything to add before we get to some questions. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like the ending. It's kind of sweet for Charlie and Claire. It would be better, better than if they like had their first kiss here or something. That would have been ultimate like cheesiness. And, of course, Ethan's gone, but I feel like we don't need to give him an in-memoriam because Ethan actually appears in more episodes after his death than when he died because that's just lost in a nutshell. Um, yeah, um, we can get into questions. I, I like the last act of this episode compared to like a special where there was a bad bowl about. This is really dramatic. So, do yeah. we? I want to actually in a, in a second. I want to reference that um, the Damon Lindelof interview here because there's actually this transcript on Lostpedia. Do we have any questions at all? I mean, obviously, who is Ethan? But we've already asked that in who are the others. Um, yeah, where did Ch- uh, Claire go? But we've already had that. Got that last week. Um, Will Charlie ever face his punishment for murdering Ethan? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any really Charlie stuff in the flashback, right? There's some stuff about dry stuff, but no big questions or anything. No, I got nothing. No, this is more of a kind of a wrap up of all the best cowboys have daddy issues, more so than asking major questions. 
Um, so, yeah, no real big questions, I don't think. Just going back here to see if there's any questions. No, it doesn't look like it. Um, I mean, I just... Yeah, I, I would get into the ratings episode, but just kind of your reference. So, Damon Lindelof um, in an interview. So, he asked a question, what is your least favourite episode of Lost? He says, oh my God, pauses. I think my least favourite episode in this episode that we did in the first season called Homecoming. It's when Claire comes back from having been in the jungle for a couple of days and she was abducted by the others and Ethan comes after her. The backstory is Charlie is trying to go straight and he's selling copiers. At the end of the episode, he shoots Ethan. I wrote that episode and it's my least favourite of the show ever. The interviewer says, I'm surprised by that answer. It's not an episode fans usually name as their least favourite. And Damon Lindelof replies, the episode fans bring up most often is Stranger in a Strange Land, which is the episode yeah. with Bai Ling and Jack and his tattoos. And basically, I feel like it's unfair to bag on that episode. Am I a huge fan of it? Mm. No. But at the same time, there were so many different circumstances that led to that episode needed to be written and so many others that didn't work. The fact that it all coalesced... What is that word? Coalesced? <laughs> Fucking dumb Ben doesn't know what that word is. There was a bad casting decision made. There was bad premise decision made. This is bad flashback story. Just everything could go wrong did, but I don't think it was because the script was terrible. Homecoming, I think, was flawed on almost every single level on an episode that Lost could be. Um, which leads us into the ratings. Uh, buy it, rent it, bin it. Um, you've been two of the last three. You've rented the last one. You haven't bought one since uh, episode eleven. Um, what are you doing? Ryan, you know, I talk up season one and I say this show's <laughs> great. And trust me, episode eighteen, nineteen, twenty, like brilliant episodes. The finale is brilliant. Uh, but I'm definitely not buying Homecoming. Um, yeah, the flashback is horrible. It's, like, not interesting at all. You can have an unrelated flashback or with a message at the end that connects it, but it has to be good if you're going to do that. Um, there are some bad, cheesy things like amnesia and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, the, the the tone between the flashback and the on-island stuff is just so mismatched. We've had goofy episodes that this would have fitted with, but this is not a goofy episode. This is a serious one. Um that being said, so there are bad things in this episode, no doubt. That being said, I think it's a really exciting episode. Stuff is happening, and it's tense. Ethan is terrifying, and when he comes in through the water, it kills him. The stuff with the guards, and really great scene of Saeed and kind of Locke walking around at night before boom falls asleep. <laughs> um, like, I'm generally scared of like Ethan and what he's going to do in that line when he comes up and like almost kills Jin and says I'll kill one of them and I'll come back and kill another and Charlie I'll kill you last that's just great William Mathafer is really good uh, and the last act is just bar the weird editing into it the weird fake cuts and just convenient end of the world weather is really exciting like I love seeing like Team Lost of like five of them like trying to take on this guy and Jack getting his revenge um, and Claire kind of being used as the bait, even though it's a bit silly that Ethan randomly just sees her straight away and runs out, like, and they know where he's going to be, but let's forget it that. It dumbs him down a little bit, I think, because he's so evil and so well-calculated, but now he's just going to fall for this? Yeah, but it's still a really great scene. So, you know, this episode has a lot of bad things in it. This episode has some not just okay stuff, stuff I would say is genuinely good. So... I mean, it only makes sense to balance out if there's some really bad stuff, some really good stuff. It's going to have to be a rent, I think. I still enjoy this episode if you check out the flashbacks and some of the other goofier stuff. I think there's some really exciting action and, and you know, stuff is happening now on the show. 
I, I just want to say, and this is just random, I just I just love... I, I feel the writers at this point are, are also buying into the boonness because just the fact that he is the one who kind of, you know... <laughs> just, yeah, I think it's a recurring thing, like um, a purposeful I, thing, surely. I like just random Jin getting knocked out. Like, poor Jin. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't deserve to get knocked out, but sure. Um, but just... Uh... I think I'm going to bin this. I think for the first time really? I'm going to bin an episode. No. I just don't go off at it's me for binning episode. You bin Boone's episode. Fuck you. You uh, bought Boone's episode. Exactly. Um, I it's just a rant, isn't it? No, I just I don't know. Like I just couldn't like on the grand scheme of things. If I'm going to just randomly watch an episode of Lost, I could not think of myself watching this episode again. It's just yeah, like the tension, great, sure, but like just thinking about it, just even just that point I made a second ago, like it kind of dumbs this evil Ethan guy down that just falls for this straight away. Like I don't know, I just the way he kind of goes for it there, and just just little things about it that are just kind of like. Uh, yeah, the amnesia and just like no. So sorry, I think Hoping I've got my first bin. I've been my first episode of Lost. Sorry, Homecoming. Uh, well, are we ever going to agree on like a bin? Like we agree on rents, we agree on buys, but it's either I'm binning it and you're buying it. <laughs> I think that like the double bin's actually a rarity on this show. Like, um, you know, just going through quickly. I mean, Swami New Zealand had a couple of co co bins between the yeah, three of us. Smallville, we did one, was a together bin. Um, Practical Jokers was a double bin. But outside of those, uh, uh, Colin and Rossi had a few Amazing Race Canada's that were bins. And there's been one, two, three movies where there's been double bins. The Dark Tower, Dirty Dancing, and Kill Phil. So, um, yeah, the double bins are rarity. Oh, and Atomic Blonde, Colin and Jamie both uh, did that one. So, anyway, we'll see how we go. I'm sure we'll have double binnets through Lost. We'll get there. Well, we're going to get Stranger in a Strange Land, but you're probably going to buy that. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to buy that one. I'm not that dumb. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> next episode, uh, Outlaws. Another Sawyer episode. Um, uh. Sawyer gets obsessed with the boar, um, <laughs> which is always nice. Um, I'm just trying to... I'm reading the description. Hey, you don't call Kate that. <laughs> I actually haven't watched this episode yet, um, but uh, yeah, well, this is the one where we get Sawyer and Jack's father, is it not? Uh, yeah, so exciting. Ooh. Anyway, uh, but anything yeah, to add on is, Outlaws? This is weird because it's like the polar opposite of Homecoming. Homecoming, there's some good stuff on the island, but the flashback is garbage. Outlaws, the flashback is probably one of the best, if not the best we've had up to this point. But the island stuff, you said it, so we get perception of a bore. Um, <laughs> after we just had, like, the big fight against Ethan. Um, there's some nice Kate Sawyer stuff in here, and the island stuff's not terrible, but, you know, it's really the flashback stuff that is shining in this one. So I'm excited. I always like Sawyer, so it should be fun. Yeah, and we're only now three episodes away from our first Hurley flashback, and <laughs> five episodes away from the death of... <gasps> uh, it's coming. No, not... We're getting into some really good episodes. So I'm excited for this end stretch of season one. Sorry. Uh, yeah, like us on Facebook, subscribe, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, rate us. I think it's probably about a three. I think we were okay in this episode. Yeah, we weren't too good. This week. It was okay. <laughs> Look up Joe. Our flashback bits were really tone deaf to what we were doing in the main. Stuff. <laughs> Look up Joanna Miller. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we got to post that on the website. I love that photo so much. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I'm going to start looking at it. Um, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, send us questions. Again, we haven't gotten to your answers because we still haven't released the first episode yet. Uh, at the time of recording this, anyway. But uh, we appreciate you sticking with us. If you have, if you tuned out a while ago, then fuck you. Um, but we'll be back next week for um, Outlaws. Looking forward to it. My name is Ben, and I will not be shared like a common curry. And my name's Noah, and amen. Uh, I don't really know how to end this. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.